0: Okay, trust the Lord moved upon you and, uh, this morning, uh, so we'll see what God has for us tonight. Tonight's message kind of comes from um, the song, a song that we sang this morning, and even my, my grandsons, uh, as we took them out to get a little lunch afterwards. Uh, Luke looked at me and says, Pap, you, you played my favorite song today. And I said, oh, I did. Uh, he said, in fact, you played it twice. And Isaac was going, yeah, mine too. And it was counting on God. Yeah, that was awesome to hear. Uh, And so kind of with that thought, went to my office and started asking the Lord. And it kind of just comes from this storm that we went through, Uh, this unbelievable, quick-moving, powerful storm, how fast it changes things, how quickly things can change. I don't know if I really passed the test, or if it was a test, or if it was just... But I have to say, God's hands in everything, absolutely everything, and at 4 o'clock, we're planning this nice picnic uh, to bless the church softball team, the, the men and their wives and the fans, and and at 5 o'clock, or quarter after 5, I pick up my mother, Part, the picnic was at 6, and she goes, well, I heard we're getting a big storm, and I said, oh, really? I didn't even hear nothing about it. And at quarter to six, everything near our house was being (laughs) blown all over the place. Actually, believe it or not, we still had the picnic in dark. We played ping pong by lantern. We just did all this stuff, and you just sit there in the dark after that, and you think, man, how fast and how quick things can change. And then you start hearing reports, and you're going, oh, my. This is not just a little outage, it's really going to, and so it goes on, in fact, for some of us still here, I've heard, are still without electric, still without that. And so just kind of from that and, and, and the situation that we're in, how volatile the, the atmosphere is in the world and in our nation, we kind of want to look at that and... and I don't know. I don't know how well we did. It seemed like, like, like I told you this morning, the, the main word that came out of this uh, was sure appreciation for the, for the guys that were working in there, but it sort of kind of was humbling. I heard that word, very humbling, the stuff that you bought and took care of, and it's just strewn all over the place, blown away an instant. And I also heard the word how just kind of how soft we are. I don't know if we're ready for the uh, storms in the spiritual realm. I don't know if we're ready for the storms in our nation. We just, we just don't. I'm not real sure about that. Iran's barking again about closing the, the strait of, is it Hormuz or or what it's called. That, that strait and all of a sudden oil is going back up and the gas is going back up. And I'm going, gee, man, these. you know, I was so thankful for paying 304 before the storm hit. And I can remember when gas went to 3.08 for the first time, and I thought, this is the end. And now I was thankful for paying 3.04. So it's it's a strange time, a, a weird atmosphere that just kind of is hovering over the world now. I used to think it was just kind of America, but it's it's over the world. And oil is the bloodline of the world, certainly the bloodline of the United States. And you see how Good or bad, you fared through the few days of without electric. And so, w- with that in mind, I kind of, kind of worry about us at times and even worry about myself when push comes to shove and when it's no faking and there's no one going out to repair anything and this is the way it is. How am I going to fare? How am I going to hold up? How am I going to stand? Well, if we don't take a message like this seriously, you're not going to stand at all. You're just not. I mean, those big houses you own and those pools and water fountains and hot tubs and running water and shower, how'd that do? It's just off. It's done. Okay? And I don't know if this will ever happen in our lifetime, and I'm not trying to talk about utilities. I'm talking about how quickly things can change we got this picnic all set up, and we're thinking, yeah, we're going to play croquet, we're going to have ping-pong, we're going to have a blast, we're going to laugh. And everything's changed instantly. And so in this world that we live, this is the way it is. I don't know what's going to happen. Like with the oil, maybe they'll close that thing down. There's already huge ships from the United States just sitting out there saying, I dare you. And so you have no idea what's going to happen in the next instant, just like this storm I mean, it didn't last long. It didn't last long at our place. 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes, and it was gone. But what it did lasted a lot longer than normal around here. So the idea is you cannot let this spirit of fear get in you. You can't let the spirit of fear drive you, and you better get your hands on the right oil. I was going to walk up and sing this song, but I can't remember how it goes. It's certainly going to tell my age, but a lot of you might look at me and say, What are you doing? How about how many remember? Give me oil for my lamp. (laughs) Yeah. Give me oil for my lamp. I pray. Give me oil for my lamp. Keep me burning. Keep me burning to the break of day. Other than them two, who else? One back here. Okay, not bad. Not bad. It either shows your age or your love for God, one or the other. So how do we receive this oil that keeps us burning? This oil that's going to keep us alive when things do go haywire, and they will. It's not like if they're going to, it's just they're going to. I hope you understand. I don't like having to say that stuff, but it is. Now, this oil can only come by praying and worshiping the Word and church. I mean, uh, hopefully a good church. You're not going to get anywhere else, but you can't be drilling somewhere in uh, Arabia. This comes from drilling in the Word of God. It comes from drilling on your knees. And and when you worship, it's going to change. I'm telling you, this stuff's going to change. Your life will change. It might get worse, harder, money, gas, all that stuff. But your worship and singing will get better because you'll start drilling now. You won't just start singing. You'll start really going on for God. God, I'm counting, I'm counting, I'm counting on you, Lord, because I can't stand. My knees are feeble, and I can feel this fear. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Have you ever felt fear just leap on you? A lot of terms we use is a panic attack. Fear just leap, I mean, leap on you that, I mean, it actually causes you to uh, do something that you would never do at various times. I mean, God says, now, look, I'm going to tell you there is a spirit of fear, but I'm going to tell you this thing is not of me. So when you feel that spirit of fear and that thing comes on, you have to recognize where it's coming from. And some pill-popping thing to slow you down is not the answer. It's, it's getting a hold of God. Whether you just get up and start praying, get up and start shouting to God, worshiping God, or singing to God, whatever it is, you have to combat this stuff with the oil that God gives us, not the oil that man gives us. All these oil trucks and all these guys pumping and all this $100 a barrel is going to be meaningless. That oil is nothing. That's not the oil that's going to keep you burning. So this spirit of fear that comes on us, it's a, it could be a cowardness and a fearfulness. And the whole idea of this coming upon you is the enemy's trick to get you to doubt God and stop trusting Him. And then you start to panic and you run. You don't know where you're even going or what you're going to do. You just run from panic instead of standing firm on the things of God. In this time of turmoil, much turmoil. The church is dying, or, or the world is dying and longing, looking for where they can put their trust. And we have not measured up to their standards as of yet. In order to measure up to that standards, God will put you through tests and series. Paul, when he wrote to 2 Timothy, saw the timidness in Timothy. He saw that in him. It's in us. I'm not going to lie about it. I don't like that. In fact, ever since that one storm and it knocked us silly about every other four hours, I'm looking on that radar. Then we got another one coming. And the weather channel, I swear, is from the enemy who truly puts for, because they go beep, beep, and next thing you know, oh my gosh, here comes another one. You know, and it, and it does. I mean, it gets you fearful and looking and wondering and when really we should just turn to the Lord God Almighty. Seriously, if we don't have electric or whatever it is. Timothy knows the fear that sometimes he felt. I understand it. I can relate to this. Been gripped by fear at times. Out of the blue, sometimes even waking you up. God wants Timothy to know that this fear, he's saying, it's not from me. This fear is not from God. So when you are driven by fear or the economy or news or weather, you must recognize that and stop that instantly before it hooks you and gets you to go wherever it wants to. You must. You absolutely must. Romans 8.15, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. That's what fear is. It's bondage. Bondage. We pretend we're free, but we're not bondage psalms thirty-seven, sixteen says a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked this is the word of god this stuff is almost hard for us to season it enough to swallow the riches of many man i don't know i don't know about that's how much importance we put on the wrong oil Instead of really seeing, look what, well, look what God says about the rich. Look what God says about all the richest people together. It's saying that a little that a righteous man hath is better than all that. And you have got to come to a point where you're saying, I'm going to believe that. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's saying. I'm going to believe this. This is where we got to put all our eggs in this basket. You just have to. Because it goes on, it says in verse 17, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken. The arms is a, a symbol of strength. It could be their wealth. It truly really could be. Was, was it almost four years ago, this coming fall, eight point some trillion was lost instantly through the stock. It could be their wealth. Their arms are going to be broken, it says in Psalms uh, 37, 17. <clears throat> it says, but the Uh, The Lord will uphold the righteous. You have to believe that and trust that, whether you have a nickel or not. This is where God wants us to live. This is where the power of God will be seen and sustained. This is what will catch the eye of the lost when they're panicked and running, and we can't be panicking and running with them. We just can't be. And in our natural, and in the oil that we mostly like, we'll run with them. The oil of electricity, and the oil of of fun, and the oil of whatever it is. Verse 18 says, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. I will never lose my inheritance. Maybe some of you have lost your inheritance. Your father lost it in the stock market. You lost it. What are you are going to give to your kids? It happens. We're losing homes. We're losing wealth. God says, my inheritance will never be lost. You can have it forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine. They shall be satisfied. I don't know how that is. I don't know how that is. Hey, maybe I'll be loving beans. Praise God. You think I won't? You get hungry for a while, and it's really bad, and there's nothing. I'll be going, hey, you want to arm wrestle for them beans? <laughs> Seriously, right now we think beans. Oh, I love it. I, I, this is probably the wrong percentage, I'm sure. I was going to say 50% of the world probably doesn't have electric. We didn't have it for three days or four days. We're just, we're soft. We just are. <clears throat> Now, concerning the future, you know, the, the liberal media and they twist everything. Well, Jeremiah 8, 11 says, for they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. So you can't trust the news that comes on on the weather. I mean, people were talking about how they were being the, the gouging of the gouging of prices. Someone was telling me they got a $69 room, but they had to pay $162 for it. I was getting gas right down the road three days before. I was paying 312. I was going, yes. And I went over to the same place. It was 364. Nothing happened, but a storm went. That's all that happened. You can't put your trust in man. You just can't. I mean, it's just what's going to happen. So Christians, look, as as, as we're just going. We're going to suffer. And I'm not talking about three days without electric. I'm just saying this is part of the way it is. It's going to be great loss and hardship. And, and this stuff has happened and happening even amongst us. Friends have lost things that we never thought they would. And this kind of stuff goes on. What we got to do is get the right oil, or we're not going to sustain. But you understand, it was cool that we, last Sunday we had church with no electric. It might come to be that for months, maybe. You know, if certain things happen and certain things go a certain way, we're not, not going to be able to afford electric. It's just, it just—it just is. I was watching an old uh, movie, one of those old movies where they like, smoke every two seconds. And this, I said, Ruth, man, they sure smoke a lot. And all the guys wear them cool hats, which I wish we would wear. And so the guy pulls in. I do. I wish. And he's and he says, "How much gas you want, bub?" And he said. A dollar Mac, And he'd stand there for like, it seemed like 10 minutes on the movie going, and they would show the old pump. I mean old, real narrow pump, a little ball that would spin like this. I don't know if you remember that kind of stuff. And I'm really squinting trying to see the gas price, and I thought it said 15 cents. We're never going back to that. Things change, and they never change for better. The only times we going to change for better is when you and I see Christ face to face. It's the only time. So, as we are called by God to be here, to be a light, you understand Christ Himself said, I'm the light of the world. And then He dubs you with that title. You are me. You are the light of the world. And that whole week of darkness, it started to get to you after a while. It's okay when the sun comes up and it's daylight. And then when I mean, it just happened to be summer, so it was still light at nine o'clock. But then your home's dark. There's nothing going on. And if you're like me, you walk in to go to the bath. You flip the switch. You go, oh. everything's dark. It's just dark. There's no noise. There's no light. Your street's dark. You can look out and see the stores. They're dark. Intersection's dark. It's like, oh my gosh! And God is calling us to be the light of the world. That's no small title you hold. Think of that, the light and the salt. We're not just talking about bland food. No, salt wards off decay. Our nation is decaying. Morality is decaying. The home is decaying. People are decaying. Just the way they live, the way they think, decaying. <clears throat> I don't know if this is a my age or what, but it wasn't my mom took my wife and I to the Market House for a birthday dinner because it was my birthday not that long ago, and Market House was kind of like a place where you would dress your wife up and spiffy and get heels and be on my arm. This is my wife. We sat in there and ate, and it looked like they were all just coming from the beach. I'm telling you, or, no, they didn't do this at the market house, but they do it everywhere else. You wear your, now, if you're wearing this, sorry, you wear your jammies. You know, like them flannel things. And you go to store in them. And I'm just like, what's happening to us? Now, I have flannels. I have those jammies. And sometimes I was like, just to go water the flowers. Because I feel like a fool in these red and black flannel... Old... Listen, as funny as it is, there is a dummying down of everything in our society. Don't care how we look, don't care how we talk, don't care how we dress, don't care what we say, blank, blank. Like, What? This is what's going on in our society. All the more, God needs a church filled with the presence of God, people in their right mind being washed by the water of the word, bringing the oil from God in their lamp that keep me burning. to the break of day, which is Him coming back. the break of day. This is what we actually got to have. Daniel 2.20 says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever, for wisdom and might are his. To get wisdom, it's his. To get might, it's from him. It really is. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removed kings and he set them up. So this November, God's going to remove and set up or keep the one. I don't know, but it's going to be him that does my job's going to go. I have the right and the privilege to vote. I'm going to go do it. But God's going to set it up. And when you walk out and if the wrong dude gets it, so be it. That's God saying, this is what you deserve. This is what you're getting. Or if he gives us a flicker of hope, he'll say this. I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know. They're both dudes that are in it for themselves, I'm sure. The idea is, God says, this is of me. I want you to know that I'm in control. Again, verse 21 in the New Living Translation says, He determines the course of world events. God does that. He determines the course. He removes kings and sets others on the throne. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. God's in control. And part of everything that's going crazy is of God. It just is. God says, this old world is spinning out of control and the clock is ticking and I'm just going to now shake the heavens and now I'm going to shake the earth. And that's what's going on. And we got to have that oil that keeps our lamp burning or we're going to be sucked up into the rush of the panic or whatever. Whatever it's going to be. Isaiah 13, 13 says, Therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth, shall remove out of her place and the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. Now, I understand that God protected the Israelites and the land of Goshen. Remember, everybody was dying, fleas, ticks, everything, mice going everywhere, but in their little bubble, God protected them. And he can do that. And I'm sure he's done that even through these storms we had and stuff. But let me tell you something. That does not mean your house will not get blown over. It doesn't mean that. It just doesn't. It would be nice if it did, but it, it just doesn't. So when your house is burnt, blown over, you got to say, Lord, whether I live or die, I'm yours, God. I'm yours. I've got to serve you. I was coming down 40. I heard four churches got whacked in Cambridge. One totally destroyed. If not two, was told just the other day that one, the Methodist church in Cambridge, I forget which one it was, it lifted the roof up about five inches, and it said the, the wind and rain everything rushed inside the sanctuary, just tore the sanctuary up and dropped the roof back on top. I'm coming down 40. Going past the state trooper's barracks, going, oh, our church look like God. I mean, it could happen. you understand? It could happen where that wall's gone, that wall's gone, or something's gone. Give me oil for my lamp. Keep me burning. Give me oil for my lamp. I pray. Not just sing a keep those up. Give me oil till the breaking of day, God. That will sing Hosanna if two walls are gone, or if they condemn it, and yellow tapes all around, and we'll just say, Bring your chairs. So, how's your lamp? Matthew 25, 1 simply states, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be like unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, listen, virgins. You understand that God says when, when you go against the will of God and you don't serve Him, He says, you go out of whoring on me. You understand what all these words mean, right? We're all adults. These are ten virgins, chaste virgins, not polluted, not touched by man, not mauled over, not given themselves. These are ten virgins, so ten people of God. Because you are to present yourself as a chaste virgin to God, unpolluted. I don't want my wife polluted, everybody in a neighborhood, Paul, and I want just, she's just mine. And that's how God says, that's how I want you. So here they are. Here's 10 of them, not 10 lost ones, 10. No, they're all virgins. You have to understand that because we can quickly write this off as well because, and it says, and five of them were wise and five were foolish. So you're either wise or foolish in the things of God, in the serving of God in hearing the Word of God, in worshiping God, in your praying time, in your reading time, you're either wise or foolish. I'm not saying you're unsaved. and not. I'm just saying virgins are untouched, and God nails us to the wall with this. Foolish means this. Now, you think of American Christians. Foolish is, means dull, sluggish, stupid. You know how many times, whether it's in my office or talking, I say, you did what? What? That's totally contrary to the Word of God. So five of these Christians are dull, sluggish. You're just not getting it, man. You're just not marching to God's beat. You cannot march to your own drummer. Well, I march to my own. No, you got to march to God's. He's the captain of the host. If God says, right face! You write faith. You don't say, should I? You just do it. But God says, no, there, there's a group amongst us. And I, I don't know if this is just stretching it, but it's half, maybe half of the church. Everybody, it seems like, saved. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dull, sluggish, and stupid. It's the Word of God. So this is not the time for you and I to be dull and sluggish and stupid. It's just not because things can happen so fast. And you're, i got to get oil. i got to get oil. I mean, that kind of came down the pike the other day. Remember, I mentioned it to you Sunday when we had no electric. People said, you better get gas now. Newark's out of gas. And what else were they out of? Ice and what else? Food. And they're coming. <laughs> and they're coming down and they're going to be like locusts and they're going to... And we're going to, get out of here, Newark. (laughs) He's like, what? What? I only have one gun. And I never shot it. (laughs) Give me oil for my lamp. Keep me burning. I mean, I'll shoot the wrong person. I'll shoot myself. I don't know what I'll do. I I have looked at that gun. And I thought... I ought to go shoot this thing. So someone was just showing me some guns the other day. My gun's a three fifty seven magnum. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. It has that hammer? You got to. I, I didn't want one of those automatics because they can just go. Boom, 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 boom. I was afraid I'd shoot myself and others. So I want the one where you got to press the trigger and the cylinder got to go. Boom. Trigger goes back, bam, boom. That shoot one time. Figure I'm safe with that. Okay. Guy shows me one. Just a couple of days ago, he goes, look at this one, man. Look at this baby. It's hammerless. No hammer. I was like, why? He says, because when you got to pull it out, it doesn't catch on your pocket. And, and you get beat up by the time you get the And I'm going, hammerless. Why didn't I think of hammerless? Give me oil for my lamp. Keep me burning. Oh, Please, Lord, help me. <clears throat> Why do I have a gun? Because uh, it takes me minutes to get out of bed and a few more minutes to walk right. <laughs> so what am I going to do if someone's coming and dragging off my wife? <clears throat> you come here! And just, shoot him, and that's it. Who's my age? Amen? <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. I was my son's age. I could bounce around and jump and jump off the pickup truck and help them pick up everything. I just can't. My thumbs even hurt sometimes. So God is bringing our nation. Listen, this is true. Our nation. God is bringing our nation to a place that we will only be able to trust Him. In fact, I heard out of the mouth of one of the saints last Sunday, and I was going, man, no electric in the church, no electric in the And my house and someone walked in and went, running water. And I went, jeez, at least I have running water. We're soft. We're going to face impossibilities. We just are. We're going to face impossible situations where we will sing different and pray different. And listen, God will move different. than He has. This is... It is for our good. We are not going to be able to stand in these trying times being foolish with no oil. With no oil. Matthew 25.3 says, they, were, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. This is a type of Christianity that is prevalent in America. It is. Over in those third world countries, over where they're letting those balloons off with the gospel message to float across into North Korea, them guys are seeking God. They got reservoirs of oil. They got one like dangling in a cave having a prayer meeting at three in the morning, crying out for God. And they're there because if they're seen, they'll be killed. It's us. We are prime for the foolishness. We are prime for it. And they are all amongst us and in us and around us. Around us. These huge churches, Mm -hmm. you better be careful. Better be careful with the message. God had this huge army to take on this huge enemy. And what did God do to his huge army? He said, you know what? There's too many of you. I thought, wow. Isn't that something? There's too many of you. So he whittled it down all the way to what? 300 and some guys. Isn't that amazing? We're going to push out the walls. We've got to grow. We've got to have seminars. And God said, just give me 300 worshippers. 300 that will sing, give me oil for my land. I pray, give me oil, keep me burning. (laughs) To those with oil, God will say this. In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is now strong. We are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. Even if your house has no walls, you'll sing that. You can sing that song. Isaiah 26.3, powerful, powerful Scripture. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That is not stupid oil. Stupid oil is I see you once a month. See you every other blue moon. I see you occasionally. You're in and out. You're out most of the time, then you're in. You're going to serve God, you're not going to serve That's stupid. You're not stayed on anything except yourself. And so the Scripture says, you want this oil for me? Keep your mind. Does not our minds love to wander? Does our minds love to buck like a wild bronco? I'll think what I want to do, and I'll do what I want to do, and you've got to bring that thing into subjection. I'll mortify the deeds of the flesh. I kill this thought. I pull down that. That's oil. That's oil. That's true oil. That keeps you burning. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. It's funny because sometimes you'll just think, I'm just, just that. What's in? I, I can't take another step. I can't do another thing. I can't bear another brick load on my back as if you were carrying them. That's, that's what we think. We think we're carrying this load. I've done that. I've told you. I've testified to it. When we went from the little church to this church, I don't know what we had over there. can't remember the amount of people, but I remember walking in that door, nothing was here other than a concrete thing, walking across going, oh my gosh, God. I don't think I can handle this big church. And I didn't take four steps, and you know what God told me. What makes you think you were handling that church? And I went, remember where Job just put his hand over his mouth? I thought, man, that was a foolish thing I said God. That's what we think. We're just handling this in God's all the time. So you just quit fidgeting, Just trust me. Come here. Hang on. We can do this. Everybody loves that picture of the footprints in the sand. It's because we go, oh, that's right. That's right. My gosh, it's not me. I don't know what lies ahead. I just don't. Daniel 2.22 says, He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. God knows what's in the darkness. You can trust him. Even when you're just spinning and you don't know when this breaks and that breaks and now the electric and now this and just spinning and spinning and you got this report and that report and you just have to say, God, I'm counting on you. You can see in the darkness. Darkness is what to God? Light. Darkness is as light to God, not to me. We celebrate our independence. That is contrary to what God wants you to do. He wants you to celebrate your dependence on Him. Not independent. Oh, no, 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 God. I need wisdom every day. Not just when some decision, no, God, I just need it. Period. Remember when the war started? We said it right from here in Iraq. Or no, yes, it was Iraq where they're supposed to have a million man army all lined up, and our guys were driving the tanks, and they didn't know whether they had all these various weapons and swore they did, and they probably did, and all that kind of stuff. What would our nation tell us? Buy duct tape and plastic. You remember that? I'm like, what? You can go like this, like with your, I can. Text my son in L.A. in seconds. Ding. And at the most crucial point in life, what is it that I can do? And they're saying, duct tape and plastic? That's what you're going to do for me? If we're going to go into this nuclear war, that's what you're telling me the greatest nation of... Oh, yeah, that's what they said. At that time, I thought, we are on our own. That's what they're going to tell you the next time. Get that duct tape and plastic out. 2 Samuel 22, 4 says this, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and He did hear my voice. You see how that stuff changes your singing and your praying and your worship. We could all get up and say, Give me oil for my lamp, keep me. And all of a sudden you start, oh my gosh. And they cried out in their distress. God, if you don't give me oil, I'm going to go out. In all reality, God, I'm like the straw man in the Wizard of Oz. God, if you don't, he's the one holding me up. He is. And when he calls me to do something I can't do, I tell him, God, I don't have the heart. I don't have, you got to give me the heart for it. And God, I certainly don't have courage. That song is perfect for us American, or that movie. It's perfect for us American Christians. It just is. It is for me. So in this situation, we can find ourselves and keep getting worse and we will be helpless to do absolutely anything. Second Chronicles 20.12 says, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. That's, that's what we've got to do. That's what we have to do. The verse that's probably going to come more to life than ever is the tail end of Matthew 6.8 when it says, Your Father knoweth the things you have need of. He does. Before you even ask of Him. He knows. And your job is to trust Him. You let fear in, you'll doubt God. Fear will attack your trust in God. Fear comes from man's oil. Matthew 6.33, the winding down says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He knows that you and I need a roof over our head. He knows exactly what your rent payment or mortgage payment is. He knows the mouths that you need to feed. He just, he just knows it. And 1 Peter 5.7 gives us an answer. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That word casting, you look it up. It's like immediately. If you're attacked by the enemy, if you're attacked by this, what happens when this happens? You are to cast that immediately. You cannot let it get a wedge in, a grip inside of you. You've got to cast it down. I mean, cast it immediately. Get rid of that thing before it invades you your trust and faith in God. Casting all your care upon Him because He truly does care for you. People were moved this morning that I haven't seen moved in a long time. All of them. Through a video because you related. Every time you looked in the mirror, whether to put on your makeup or shave your face, you saw the pictures of yourself. You just looked at it and you're like that one boy's addict. He's just... And you can see and experience what God will do for you. He you Take your picture. He makes all things brand new. If you failed God even after church. God will take it. You come to Him and say, God, I'm so sorry. Take that picture. He'll give you a new picture. And you'll be like the ones in the video. You'll crumple that. Up. I don't believe this anymore. I'm going to believe my God. Let's stand. <clears throat> Again, ladies, we have a need. It's actually a simple need, but it's a weighty need. There's a lot of things in the balance with this need. It's something ladies do naturally. We're not asking you to do something weird. We just need help. We've got to tell you today because it has to be done tomorrow. It has to be done tomorrow, and it will be a great blessing. One thing I love about this song, He makes beautiful things out of dust. Because I can relate to that. That's what we are. We are dust. God realizes our frame. It just amazes me that God cares for us. And how quickly we can doubt God, fail God, and yet come to a service like this and say, that's right, God, please help me. And He will again. He will not turn you away and say, I just did this for you the other day. He'll do it again. And so that's going to be our altar call to just simply come before God, lay out your stuff and say, look, God, you just keep your eyes upon God. And maybe you could just whisper or sing or shout. I don't care what you do and say, God, give me oil for my life. Keep me burning. Lord. Keep me burning to the break of day. God. I don't want to go out right at the end. Oh my gosh, how horrible would that be? Keep me burning. You got a song in the rain? Let's come to the altar. Just talk to your God who cares for you.